What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money and living that travel lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. Join us on our Facebook page to find out more about everything we're doing at To The Nations Worldwide. That's facebook.com slash To The Nations Worldwide. Join us on our website at tothenationsworldwide.com and help us spread the message of the Travel Couple Podcast by either sharing this with your friends and family or by visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com slash tothenationsworldwide and find out how you can help us spread this message of the Travel Couple Podcast. In today's episode, we are joined by Maura and Terry of Travel Kiwis and Go House Sitting. They are a couple from New Zealand who are traveling the world primarily through house sitting. This is a way you can travel the world uh, where you watch somebody's place in return for them providing you with accommodation. If this interests you, I urge you to listen to this episode and find out more about Maura and Terry at TravelKiwis.com and GoHouseSitting.com. So without further ado, here's our interview with Maura and Terry. Today we are joined by Terry and Mora of Travel Kiwis. They are house sitters, travelers, and freelance travel planners. They are a couple from New Zealand who have reawakened desire, their desire to travel. You can catch their travels at travelkeys.com. Hello, Terry and Mora, and welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. Hi, thanks for having us. Thanks for joining me. Uh, let us just get started, and uh, why don't you two tell a little bit about yourselves and what you do? Um, yes, yeah, so currently we are house-sitting in Europe. Uh, we have been on the road traveling full-time since February 2016, one of the most uh, romantic Valentine's Day gifts. We left New Zealand on February the 14th, and so we uh, uh, have been traveling full-time since then. We did four months uh, travel through Asia on the way to Europe and have been uh, house-sitting in, in Europe since then, which has been a really great experience. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Great. And uh, how did the two of you meet? Uh, we first met in, um, when we first left school in our first job, which was at the Bank of New Zealand, and um, got to know each other on the job. And um, we, it wasn't until my 18th birthday when we had a party and um, Terry came along to that, and it was sort of after that that we started going out. Mm-hmm. And we were engaged six months later, and um, then a year after that, um, we got married. So nice. it all sort of happened quite quickly, but, um, yeah, we've sort of both um, sort of loved sport and, um, and liked the thought of travel. So um, it wasn't long after... Um, we got married. It was probably another six months, and we hit it all over. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we, we um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, we we um, we hit over to Europe, which was our first travel experience, mm-hmm. and uh, so we had three years 
and uh, in, in mainly based in the UK. I, I was a, a cricketer, um, so it's a, a big sport in, in, in British Commonwealth countries, and uh, yeah. and uh, so I, I, I was playing cricket over in the UK, and, and so at the start and end of each season, we'd take a month or two off and travel around Europe, uh, and uh, and we when we returned to New Zealand after the third year, uh, we got pregnant with our first son. Oh, yeah. uh, so, so that really became, um, you know, obviously a change in our, our lifestyle and then travel was put on the back burner. And we, we always wanted to come back to Europe. We just didn't mm. think it would be, it'd be uh, 30 years later. But that's what having, <laughs> having a family uh, does. You know, your focuses and priorities change into business and careers and, and all that sort of thing. And, um, uh, you know, we, we had three sons and... and uh, decided we would travel once uh, they got old enough to um, go off and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, travel is a, a part of your lives before having a family. Now, after a family, did you try to travel with the three sons, or how did you go about that? No, we basically, um, our travel, like our holidays or vacations, were as a family, and that was up to Lake Taupo, which is in the middle of the North Island. And um, those were um, really special times um, because it was spent with grandparents. Um, and, yeah, the focus was really more on, on, the, on the boys and, um, you know, their activities and things like that. So, um, yeah, so the travel was really um, localised in our own country rather than going overseas. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, was it always the plan that once you guys uh, got to a certain age and uh, your sons were able to do their own things, that you guys would revisit travel? Yes, yeah, it was. It was um, sort of had this goal that by the time we were 50, we wanted to uh, be back in Europe and um, working um, because we, we loved it when we were over here and we always wanted to return and see more. So um, the idea really was uh, to go over to the UK and perhaps work for six months doing contract work. Uh, but once we um, got on the road and were coming through Asia and then into Europe and the UK, we, the work thing, like going back to a nine-to-five in a cubicle, just uh, didn't really appeal. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to ask you guys a two-word question. Uh, it's a simple question, but for so many people, it's got such a complex response, and that is, why travel? Well, I guess for us, travel exposes us to, to so much more than we see in New Zealand. New Zealand's so isolated from the rest of the world. <clears throat> a lot of people think it's sort of, you know, we can swim across to Australia, but it's actually a four four hour flight by um, by jet to to Australia. So <clears throat> we're we're very isolated from the rest of the world. So we we're limited in in terms of our exposure to different cultures. Um, uh, and so that that has always been an attraction to us to try and see different places, different cultures, people living in their own environment and in different in different environment, and which is completely. Um, uh, you know, different to, to New Zealand, and, and, and of course, mm. food is a big part of that as well. Uh, mm. We we were exposed to that when we first travelled in, in, into different countries around Europe, and even what what considered Western countries 
they they sort of weren't as modern as New Zealand. New Zealand's a very new country. You know, if you find a building that's 200 years old, you've probably found the oldest building in the country. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and in uh, places like Italy and France, that's a relatively new new building. So that sort of blew our minds. And yeah. uh, we we just love seeing that that huge difference. Um, totally yeah um did you guys do so well when you guys had your family did you do a lot of traveling in new zealand then and saw your own country a lot yes yeah we um would take off um we lived in the north island at the bottom of the north island so we would um spend some time um, in the north island taking the boys to different parts up to the volcanoes um up to the large city auckland and beyond um, mm-hmm. Then we travelled down south, which uh, is where a lot of the beautiful scenery is. So we'd mm-hmm. take down there as well, um, right down to the bottom to Dunedin and around there to show them like the old gold mining towns. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, a lot of um, you know Queenstown. Um, mm-hmm. Took them. They did all the bungee jumping and the fast uh, jets and things like that as well. So yeah, that we sort of. So the thing with New Zealand, there was um, a promotion, wasn't there? Don't leave town until you've seen your country. So that right. was something we did with the boys. We did it for ourselves before we left to go to the um, to UK for the cricket, but we also did that for the boys as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's for for us, the people that we hang around. It's New Zealand is such an awesome travel destination. You want to go there. So it's it's uh, it's interesting talking to you guys who have, who have traveled all around New Zealand and are from New Zealand, and it, like you said, uh, travel your own backyard and then you know travel the world. I, I'm from Canada, and people who people from other parts of the world want to visit Canada, and I haven't even seen the whole country. So uh, <laughs> it, it kind of inspires me to travel my own country more for sure. Yeah. So where were the two of you last? Where are you right now, and where are you traveling to next? <clears throat> Well, we, we just had a month in Croatia uh, uh, in a sort of a coastal town. <clears throat> We'd um, been working on a, on a new website uh, called gohousesitting.com. Um, you know, we've had such great experiences with house-sitting. We wanted to make it sort of more widely known and promote to, to other people. So we, we decided we'd escape to a location where we weren't house-sitting, we weren't looking after other people's pets and things. We could just focus on on um, our new website. And so we, we booked a, um apartment for a, for a month, and it was right next to the water. And the water in Croatia is blue, it's clear, it's warm. It was just unbelievable. So that was quite a distraction from from the work uh, we had to do. Um and and we also you know were able to travel. We we we'd spent three weeks doing a road trip down through Croatia last year, and and uh, we we just fell in love with it. And so we were able to visit a few more places during that this recent month, and um, uh, you know, just encourage us to want to revisit um, Croatia. It's it's a stunning place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the pictures of Croatia look amazing. Sorry, sorry, Mark, go ahead. That's okay. Um, but at the moment, we're in a small medieval village called Montmartre Le Chateau in northeast France, just in the Vosges region. Okay. Yeah. So we've been here since June. Um, we were house sitting across the canal for one couple, looking after their two dogs, 
and then another couple on the other side of the canal and the river um, wanted us to look after their plants. So we're looking after plants and flowers for two months. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then where where are you traveling to next? Do you have plans for that? Yeah, yeah, we do. We're sort of booked right through to uh, end of February next year, but in the wow. short term, um, <clears throat> my mother's coming over um, for a month. In uh, just under two weeks, she'll be here, and so we're we're driving up into Germany to pick her up. Actually, we're seeing Maura's brother just before that, who's also come over, and he's he's up in North Germany, so we'll visit him. We'll go pick up my mother, and then we've got an itinerary to take her um, <clears throat> to various places in France, Switzerland. In, in Belgium, um, mm. so that you know, can show you some of the places that we've fallen in love with, and some new places we haven't been to. Right. And yeah. yeah, so we've got a fairly busy time because after we send Mum back to New Zealand, we've got another friend from New Zealand coming over, and we're going to Portugal um, with her uh, till late September. <clears throat> and uh, mm. so yeah, so we've got we've got a lot happening with with people coming over visiting us and. Um, the next couple of months, and then then the the balance of the year right through to the end of February, we're going to be house sitting in western in the western France and the south of France. Nice, that's awesome. So obviously, you guys love Europe. Uh, you've traveled much of Europe, and uh, what would you say is your uh, favorite destination? Do you can you guys choose one, a city or a country that you'd recommend? Uh, it's a um, <laughs> There's so many beautiful places that yeah. we've been. We do love Croatia, and yeah. I think that's because, um, unfortunately, because of the war. Um, but there's a lot of, say, more modern buildings down the coastline. But there's also that history going back to Phoenicians and uh, the Greeks, um, mm-hmm. Byzantine area era. So, and being so close to the coast, uh, a lot of the big cities, that you've got that access to the water and and the temperature. Um, like we've been there in May in swimming and also as late as October. So that would be one of them. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> I think going back to our Asia trip, we, we really were stunned by a place called Hangzhou in China, which is about an hour inland from Shanghai. <clears throat> it's uh, built around a, a lake, uh, and it's just stunning. The, the lake's about 14 kilometres circumference, and all around the lake that you can walk or cycle, and there's temples and there's gardens and there's bridges. It is just what it's just heaven on earth almost. And in fact, yeah. Marco, Marco Polo way back in his day referred to it as as you know the closest thing to heaven. On Earth, and, and it probably still is. It is just absolutely stunning, and uh, we we really were blown away by that um, from an Asian point of view. Yeah, nice. So traveling together, you guys have many different experiences, I'm sure, and especially with house sitting. Do you two have any awkward, embarrassing, or hilarious travel experiences you'd like to share? <clears throat> yeah, I, su- I suppose one of the one awkward one uh, happened. Before we even left New Zealand, we 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 would decided we would do some house sits in New Zealand just to get some experience, get some references, and that sort of thing. 
And yeah. uh, in fact, we, we had booked one for a place in the same town or city we lived in, which was Wellington. And so the, the lady uh, had some dogs and cats, and she invited us to come around and meet her about a month before the house that was due to start. And um, we went and met her. We, as soon as the door opened, there was a quite an overpowering smell that came out of the house. Oh, no. Not, not, not a nice smell. <laughs> and yeah. anyway, we just thought, oh, okay, so it's just, you know, dogs and cats and things. And, and so we, we ended up having a chat with her around the table, and, and uh, then she said, oh, well, well I want to take you and show you the rest of the house and where the animals, you know, reside, etc. the backyard. She opened up the door to the hallway, and the smell was just revolting. And she said, oh, don't worry about that smell. I just let the pets do their business on the hallway carpet. Oh no! <laughs> and and every few months I just completely change the carpet. And <laughs> Maura and I just looked at each other, and you know we we couldn't stay you know another two minutes in the house, let alone the two weeks that the house oh, no. was going to be booked for. So we we um, said, hey, listen, we don't think this is going to work out, and um, you know we we <laughs> left. Um, left the lady but uh you know it was it was it, i guess looking back we were really lucky that it was it was a situation where we could go to that place before the house had started because most of the time yeah. we we arrive the day before the house sort of leaves so you know we get to meet them we get to meet the pets and and of course if that had been that situation you know they would have had no time to find replacement house sitters Right. Yeah. So we would have, of course, been in quite a quandary because one of the benefits for us of house sitting is it's free accommodation in exchange for looking after the house, the pets, security, all that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and and of course, if we were to to you know just depart from that house, site, we would have to find alternative accommodation. And, you know, it would have been a really difficult uh, situation. Um, and uh, maybe we would just go, we'll pitch our tent in the, in the front yard and we'll sleep in there. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, de- definitely an awkward situation, especially for yeah. your, one of your first house-sitting experiences, for sure. But oh, yeah. it, it, like you said, it is nice that that timing worked out. Do you guys have a... a a bad travel experience or like an even worse travel experience that you could share with us? I suppose it'd be one in China. Um, we were on a, a group tour with some lovely people. But unfortunately, um, one of the places we went to, Young, young Show, we arrived after midnight. And we'd been reading that they'd had some floods there in the previous week or so. And as we were walking up the hotel staircase, the carpet underneath our feet was like squishing with water, you know, every step we took. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, the water's obviously come quite high. Uh, but that's okay. The bedrooms are all on the first level. So we opened the door and again, there was sort of this, sort of this dampness, this smell, um, just didn't seem quite right. But we think, oh, well, you know, that's still that's still okay, and then we sort of got into bed, and the sheets and everything they were just damp as anything. So, um, and we heard later from the next morning that some of them, um, our friends, their rooms actually had mould on the walls. So, um, Ooh, wow, 
Yeah. Sort of black, heavy, heavy black mold, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh no. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's so never fun to. Uh... Got another place uh, where there was sun coming in, but oh, that was pretty bad. And, yeah. Uh, we yeah. did actually sleep in that room overnight, didn't we? Because it was after midnight, and we were we'd been travelling for a, a long time to get there, and we we had we had a bit of an argument with them. Uh, or a discussion with them to try and get in another room, but we didn't have any joy, so we ended up sleeping in this damp room, and it was bloody mm. <laughs> awful. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's never a good uh, situation to find for sure. And yeah, yeah. It, it just be, just being flexible and being able to move on from that to the next day, and, and you know, find the next place mm. is is so key when traveling. And it's why I asked these two questions leading into this next part, where we talk a bit more about your relationship and traveling. Um, how do you feel traveling has affected your relationship together? I think it's been really positive. Um, the, looking right back to when when we first got married, and and we were we you know we were still young kids. Uh, you know, I was twenty, and you were nineteen when we got married, and and we um, we we left to you know our homes and our families. Uh, you know, within six months of getting married, and and we were by ourselves on the other side of the world. Um, you know, travelling around Europe. We our first trip was two months around around Europe, and and we we didn't have a lot of money, and, and so we bought a rail pass, and and we we ended up sleeping on trains for you know thirty of the sixty nights just to save money, and and when you're wow. doing that sort of thing as as a couple, you you know you really got to have each other's backs, and um, you know always be supportive and looking out for each other. Um, mm-hmm. We had a small little tent and we slept under bridges and we did a whole lot of things that even even looking back, you know, we, we would hate for our sons to be doing some of the things <laughs> that, that that we did. Um, but you know, we we had each other and and uh, you know, it really created a, a, a solid bond for us because we had all, all these shared experiences that uh, we we went through, both good and bad, mostly yeah. good. I mean, we, we had some, you know, we've had some. Great experiences, gone to some amazing places, and and met some incredible people together. Um, that that you know have, we 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 always look back on. We we often talk about you know these travels that we've had together and the things we've done, and it's, it's a real good basis for for our relationship. Because mm-hmm. I think too is when you you're that close to each other, twenty four seven. It's means that if there's any issues, you've basically got to deal with them there and then you can't um you know perhaps being a female sometimes we can get a bit moody um but it was like you know just sort of just okay just deal with it and get on with it and move on so I think that sort of helps as well because um a lot of times um with the language barrier too in a lot of different countries is just yourself so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You do that. But, but it's also positive in that you you know, you're there for each other, and um, especially if you know one gets a little bit down about something, then you, you boost the other one up, and, and that's sort of a two-way thing. Yeah, I think that's extremely key. Uh, being able to move on from from something, and also being there for each other that that it is you two traveling and just supporting each other is is extremely key. How about when planning a trip? Who's going to take care of what, and who especially finds these house sitting opportunities? I, I guess I tend to do most of the planning, um, and um, more more is uh, 
yeah, more comes along. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's obviously got skills in a lot of other areas that I don't. Yeah. And uh, but I, I, I've always enjoyed the sort of the planning of of how we're going to you know get around Asia in four months. You know, where are we going to go? What are we going to see? What's really important for us to see? Um, and uh, and so yeah, I, I do a lot of the that sort of planning and, and booking of the house sits and. Uh, working that in, into it, you know, I have a spreadsheet with you know the dates, you know, and uh, looking where where are our gaps and how long are those gaps and do we do we want to do a house sit or do we want to do a road trip? Because quite often between houses we we might take anywhere from you know three days to three weeks and and just do a road trip uh, somewhere um, mm-hmm. to, to to experience you know more travel while in between house sits. So. Uh, it's it's trying to just balance off the, the the different aspects that we've got going on here and and um, yeah it seems to work out pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't had too many dramas. Um, the, the only real one we had was um, we were in Sri Lanka and we were on our way to India before coming back to the UK and. I don't know for some reason we just hadn't even thought about getting visas to go into India. Um, despite being very experienced travel people, and so the two days before going to India, we, we I, I said tomorrow, perhaps we better look at what visa costs going because most a lot of times we've just picked them up at borders, Sri Lanka, right. for example. Um, but no, India, you had to have it all sorted out before going in. So there was a mad panic to try and get this done. And because it was so late, we ended up having to pay an express fee. And so instead of it costing maybe 60 euro, it was closer to 200 euro uh, it was massively more expensive and uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah that was a bit of a bit of a lesson in, uh, in planning so yeah that was one I didn't get very very right but most of the time we get it pretty much right and mm-hmm. we don't have uh, too many dramas and that's just another thing coming back to uh, coming back to planning when traveling it's it's never going to go as planned you might miss something every once in a while and, and just being mm. able to get past that and, and find a way and you guys found a way by getting that express uh, visa even though it did cost you a little bit more but I mean you found a way and, and the trip continued right? Absolutely yeah and we had a great trip so it was good yeah. Yeah. So, if it doesn't matter in five years time then it doesn't really matter so yeah right do you have any more advice for couples out there that want to live more of a travel lifestyle together? I suppose it's it's having that um, belief or confidence in each other um, that, that it is possible. Um, like when we were uh, selling up and packing up and everything, a lot of our friends um, say admired us, but um, and had talked about, oh, yeah, we were going to do it, but you know this happened or that happened. Mm-hmm. But to actually take those steps, um, it wasn't an overnight. Um, decision, you know, we had that goal, say, travelling by the time we were 50, but again, you know, it's a matter of um, putting a plan into place that involves, you know, first perhaps decluttering, and um, you know, that, that was probably two years prior to, you know, you, you start going around the house and different things, and then it's always in the back of your mind, but you've still got that little bit of doubt. Um, but then other things happen, you know, talking to people. I think it's more, you know, the ones that, you know, wish I could have and, you know, do it now. So um, I think it's just having that confidence. You don't have to sell up like we did. You can 
rent out a house if you know if you own one. But um, I really think it's it's great for the relationship to to ha- take that time together um, because jobs will always be there, um, you know. But to get away from utility bills and 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 those pressures, those day to day pressures, and just um, you know pick up a piece of cheese and bread one day and a glass of wine and you know you're happy with that rather than you know all the other things you've got to have in the cupboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Simplicity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think from my perspective, one of the the key bits of advice is is to take it slow, take travel slow. You know, enjoy the places that you visit. Um, one of the things going back to the planning is is we we've got the saying that you know you can you, you don't ha- you can't see everything, but what you want to see is you want to spend some quality time in those places. So we often say it's better to stay three days in one location than one day in three different locations because you get mm-hmm. to you get a much better experience of that place and and certainly going back to our first trip we we saw so many places in Europe but we don't really remember a hell of a lot about it because <laughs> we you know we just we blitzed Europe in, in, in two months. Now you know you know three days is sort of the minimum we we stay in any any spot and, uh, and 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 we really just take our time and, and absorb the atmosphere, find the local less touristy places. Um, you generally spend less money there, and the quality of your experience tends to be a lot greater as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So now turning this interview towards uh, travel kiwis and gohousesitting.com. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, first off, where did the name Travel Kiwis come from? Oh, I, I I sort of made that up a, a bit. I mean, when you're you're trying to think of names, uh, and and I had it for quite a while before um, we we did actually start travelling, and and of course we're Kiwis, uh, which is a nickname for New Zealanders. The, the kiwi is is a, a bird native to New Zealand, and um, and, and travel is, is what we do. So it's sort of just a combination of those two words, travel, Kiwis. And, gotcha. Uh, yeah, so. So who, how did this blog come about? Did you guys decide to go traveling first and then, hey, let's document it? Or how did this start? Well, Terry, uh, he got the blog together before we left New Zealand. And mm-hmm. uh, so I put a few um, posts out there about us getting ready and because um, he wanted us to backpack through Asia just with um, 10 kilos. Carry on luggage only. Yeah. Yep. So if you can see the first photo when we leave New Zealand, we got like two hobos. <laughs> <laughs> we get in the 10 kgs we were wearing, so we looked a bit, bit odd. But anyway, um, yeah, so and then... It was really as a diary to start with, wasn't it? Yeah. It was really just... Providing information back to our friends and our family about um, you know what we were doing and where we were going. So uh, that's essentially the, the 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 guts of it for probably the first year, maybe I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then uh, sorry, go ahead, Lemar. Oh, and then it was really looking at. Um, I think when we really didn't want to stay in the UK um, in a cubicle working. Um, we started reading more and more about people and blogs and um, 
earning income through social media. And um, with, I sort of took over the writing of the blogs while, while Terry focused more on the photos. And mm. that was where um, well, we got our break um, through Instagram um, and getting approached that way for work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, going into your Instagram, uh, some beautiful, beautiful photos. How, how do you guys go about um, like posting on Instagram and growing an audience? Do you guys have any tips for our uh, our viewers out there to kind of get that Instagram ball rolling and, and uh, to get more of an audience on Instagram and to engage more? Yeah, I, I think um, the the most important thing is establishing your your niche and and then looking for people with similar niches. Um, so ours is obviously travel and and uh, that, that's a really big niche. Um, but we what I tended to do was look for people who were in that niche who were who are currently active, and then look at the people who were following those people who were active. And so uh, then I would follow those people who, who were actively following people in the same niche as us and mm-hmm. um, like and comment on their photos. And uh, tend to, I tended to like at least six of their photos and, and, and comment on the, on the ones I really liked, uh, creating the engagement. Um, yep. and, and, and not everyone reciprocates, but enough do to, to get the ball rolling. And um, really, it, it starts, I guess, us having content, good content, good quality content that people would like back, and and obviously then then our engagement going out. Um, one of the things I used to say to my kids was, you know, to have friends, you've got to be a friend first, and it's sort of but that, that in um, in the Instagram world as well, you've got to let people know you're alive by um, definitely, you know. By uh, interacting with with their with their content, and, and as long as you're doing that regularly, um, posting every day. Um, I don't post every day now, but um, you know, sort of every two days, I sort of do. We've got both um, Travel Kiwis and Go House sitting Instagram accounts, so I do one one day and, and the other the next day, just so that I you know I've still got a life outside of uh, social <laughs> media. Um, yeah. Because it can take up a bit of time, particularly in the early days when you know you're trying to get your first hundred or your first thousand followers. Um, mm-hmm. you've, you've got to be pretty active and and, uh, and interacting a lot. And and as the you know Instagram algorithm changes, you've got to you know keep up to date with that and um, change the, the methods that you use in order to you know maintain some sort of growth. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, excellent, excellent advice, especially about engagement. And, and I like you, what you said there, uh, being a friend before uh, becoming a friend first. That that was that was really good. And um, and like you said there, it it can be a lot of work, especially when you're trying to travel, enjoy your time together. So continuing with that, how do you guys balance, you know, two blogs, two Instagrams, two social media accounts for both travel kiwis and um, and uh, GoHouseSitting.com. How do you guys balance this workload, especially with also house sitting at the same time? Um, I suppose we sort of, we do split it up. Um, I tend to write more of the blogs, and um, Terry edits them for me. Um, and so that's sort of for both of them. We sort of plan out what we want to do for the month, 
um, and then of course Terry's doing the photos. So if I'm going through something, I'll just say, "Hey, I need this or that." Mm-hmm. We're both in different uh, social media groups, especially on Facebook. Uh, so I'm with um, I tend to go with a lot of um, entrepreneurs, you know, the woman, um, and that sort of helps in again building friendships there, um, mm-hmm. especially with uh, market people in, in the marketing field, um, which I find is um, you know the writing is the one thing, but it's it's the marketing of the and the promotion of the the content. So yeah, that's sort of how we sort of work that. Yeah, and, yeah. And- when 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 we are travelling on the road, as opposed to house sitting, it is pretty difficult. We you know we do like to go out and see places. We we like to you know look around the towns in the morning and the afternoon, and and then you get a different feel in the evening. So by the time you come home to the hotel or Airbnb in the evening, you know you you're pretty knackered, and the last thing you want to do is be typing out content or working on photos or responding to people. I mean we and we will do a little bit of that, but. That's where really our house sitting experience works, works, you know, in our favour because we come to a location and we might be in the same, you know, house for a month, and that gives us the opportunity to catch up uh, on the, you know, previous two or three weeks of travel that we've just undergone, and, and in fact, you know, we're, we're still writing um, content for things we or places we travelled to, you know, more than a year ago because we just haven't got around to writing about that um, yet and so house sitting gives us that opportunity just to take a breath from traveling and mm-hmm. um, catch up on a lot of the content and um, you know we, we still go out and see places nearby when we're house sitting um, yep. you know and and but certainly not as intensively as when we are on the road traveling you see the difference Definitely. And and definitely taking that time to be able to, to take a breath from, you know, social media and doing your blogs and to really enjoy your time together. And, and it, I, I can definitely see how house sitting for a month will give you that time to take those breaths. Definitely. Mm. Getting into house sitting now, if there's a, a couple out there that hasn't even heard of it or hasn't even... Um, has been starting to think about getting into house sitting. How do they go about doing that? Um, well, actually, that's the reason we put the website together because we do talk to a lot of people who ask exactly that question. And so we called it Go House Sitting for that reason um, so that people could go to that uh, website and get all the information they need uh, about, you know, first off, what is house sitting? Um, and you know our observation is is it's pretty simple. We've got homeowners who go away on holiday, and often they have pets, and they look for someone to come into that to their house to to look after those pets while they're away because they don't want to put them into kennels. They don't want to you know re- mm-hmm. rely on the neighbours looking after the dog or family members all the time. So uh, you know house sitters come in and perform that function, and and we're all security checked, and we've you know we've got references and all this sort of thing, so people are relatively comfortable and confident and, and, and we'll always have Skype interviews so we can see each other face-to-face. Um, mm. But, yeah, by going to somewhere like um, gohousesitting.com, they can they, they get a lot of uh, that information that they need in order to understand what house-sitting is all about and, and how to exactly go about becoming a house-sitter. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's definitely a great resource that you guys are working on there. And uh, just a, a quick tip for finding the right house to house it. How do you guys uh, determine that? Um, it'd be one thing is to look at the location. Um, often um, it's what's required um, from the homeowner for the pets or the home. Um, if they start sort of uh, going into, you know, we've got um, jeets and the guests are coming and you've got to change all the sheets. Well, that sort of makes it like a different, it's almost like um, you come in and as a worker. Um, mm -hmm. But for most of them, we, um, we we just look at the requirements of the, the homeowner, um, the location. Um, we also look at previous reviews of the homeowner um, from previous house sitters. Um, and that gives us an indication. But having said that, when we first came to the Europe and UK, um, most of the house sits in our first year were for homeowners that had never used house sitters before. Mm. So um, it, it was really good. We sort of picked up um, tips from them. You know, some of them they said, "Oh, it was really good that you came a couple of days beforehand," because you know we were feeling quite nervous. And and it's quite funny too that often. That night we were there, and our first night they would get a call, and it was just like a family member checking up that we weren't, you know, that we were okay. Not, cra <laughs> not crazy ex murderers coming to stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so I funny. Think, um, with one of the things um, with house sitting is to really to do it locally first for friends or family, and it's, mm -hmm. uh, it actually gives you um, a feel um, of is. Is it really a thing that you want to do? Um, and because of that too, you, you build that trust with the homeowner and um, then they can give you references which you can then mm -hmm. use for ongoing house sits. So um, the other thing too is to always go if your gut feel, if something doesn't feel right, then it's better to pull out or not go ahead with a house sit because um, there's always plenty more um, that come up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great, great advice for that, and it's something that uh, would be really interesting for lots of people, for sure. Uh, house sitting, we haven't actually done it before, and um, I don't know why that is. It seems like a great way to to be able to travel the world and to have that accommodation there for you. Do you guys have any other advice you want to give couples out there that want to make travel more a part of their lifestyle? I think really, uh, you know, just. Trust your, your, yourselves uh, that it's possible. Um, you know, people get so tied up in this uh, saving up money for retirement, and I've got to, you know, got to work till I'm 65, and then I, then I'll do everything. Do it now because you just don't know what is around the corner. We've we've seen that experience ourselves. One of the sort of things that pushed us over the edge to 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 do what we've done, and, and that was to sell up everything in our home, and etc. was more as uh, brother got killed in a, in a farm fire accident, and uh, he was, you know, a big, strong guy, fit and healthy, and, and you know, it just really made us realise that do it now, because tomorrow things could be completely different, and uh, so you, you've, you've got to back yourself now and uh, enjoy life uh, while it's there. Yeah, I couldn't agree anymore for sure. Well, there you have it. Terry and Mora of Travel Kiwis 
sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nation's Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special thank you to our guests. Thank you so much, Terry and Maura, for joining me on this episode. Thanks very much, Michael. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. I'm just going to hand the floor over to you, let the people know where they can check you out, where's the best way to reach out to you, and anything else you want to tell them. Well, I guess uh, at www.travelkiwis.com is uh, a great spot to start. Um, it's a lot to do with our, our travels, experiences, all the you know, destinations of the 51 countries we've traveled to together so far. You've also got um, a way to reduce your accommodation costs with Go House Sitting, which is www.gohousesitting.com. And you can find us on all platforms of social media. Uh, there's Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram or Facebook. And we're pretty um, happy to chat. Um, if anyone's got any questions, um, they can just drop us an email um, or contact us anytime. I hope you got a lot of great information out of that interview with Maura and Terry. Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 26 for this episode's show notes and to learn more about Maura and Terry. Leave a comment on the page. Tell us if you've ever done a house sitting to travel the world. Uh, Please, if you'd be so kind, be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review and share this with your friends and family. This is Mike Plutz and Natalie, hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.